This is it, part three of session 20, and we're going to end up talking about the Stoneheads in Eastern Ireland and the Nazca Lines in Southern Peru. Let's go. Let's bring some context into this last part of session 20. Remember for the past two sessions, session 19 and this session 20, uh, the line of questioning started going on the 75,000 year cycle that is third density that is chopped into three major cycles that is 25,000 years each. So Don was asking everything about the first uh, major cycle, the first 25,000 years, and now we're uh, nearing the end of this. The last question we covered in the last video was Don asking if the Orion group actually interfered or made contact with humanity back then. And Ra said, yes, that this was true, but we didn't get into that. So now we're going to continue talking about that. And um, Don is going to ask what, um, what was this type of contact. And this is going to lead us, obviously, to the monuments, the Moai, as they call them too, the... Uh, Eastern Island Stonehead. So let's get into that. This is going to be a pretty light uh, video in terms of the things we're going to talk about. So the first question that I have uh, continuing session 20, it's actually question number 30. And Don says, what technique did the Orion group use to give this information? Ross says, the technique used was of two kinds. One, the thoughts transfer, or what you may call telepathy to the arrangement of certain stones in order to suggest strong influences of power, this being those of statues and of rock formations in your Pacific areas, as you now call them, and to an extent in your Central American regions, as you now understand them. Don asks, are you speaking in part of the Stoneheads of Eastern Ireland? Ra says, this is correct. Don says, how would such stoneheads influence a people to take the path of service to self? Here we go. Ross says, picture, if you will, the entities living in such a way that their mind-body-spirit complexes are at what seems to be the mercy of forces which they cannot control. Given a charged entity, such as a statue or a rock formation charged with nothing but power, it is possible for the free will of those viewing this particular structure or formation to ascribe to this power, power over those things which cannot be controlled. This then has the potential for the further distortion to power over other selves. So the Orion group has been using obviously telepathy, which any other entity can use to influence us. And that's just part of the balancing of positive and negative influences for service to self and service to others paths. But in the question that Don asked, like, how does this tone heads can actually influence service to self path? And it actually is a really good question. And Ra explains that these stone heads or any monument that can be charged with power, just the imposing power that it has, especially on the, in the earlier um, humans in the first cycle, which we're going to get a little bit into in the next question. Um, it's, uh, it's a very imposing figure that can only be ascribed this power to something bigger than them and that they cannot understand. This, to me, sounds like when they used... Um, 
say, I mean, it sounds a lot like the, the typical um, monument that cannot be explained. And so it is um, attributed to a god. And that god has a certain rules that the person distorted towards service to self, which of course is going to create some sort of religion, cult or, or belief system. They will start uh, mentioning or saying that these are the ways of this god and so on. Uh, that's to me how it sounds for the primitive mind of the humans and how this would influence that way, which I'm sure it happen in so many um, societies as it is. And this is just a natural course of action of the balancing energies of, of the universe. And I, I think it's a good time to make that emphasis because we as humans, especially in this world right now, we kind of get lost in the idea that there is negative evil people and then there is positive beautiful benign you know beings and uh, the reality is that those two things have been working uh, together over time um, the fact that we have uh, an anomaly going on on earth it's not part it's outside the scope of this video but um, just to put that into context especially talking about this type of influence from the orion group it's um it's a it's it, it's a very permissible thing to do to create that possibility. But as we know from the last video, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. One of the last questions was uh, like, um, I forgot what the question was, but um, the, they say that it, they, oh, the contact, the contact on the Orion group, they said that it falls on deaf ears basically. So this did not make any, um, any sense to people and they just didn't care. <laughs> they simply watched them and said, meh, all right, stone heads. They look cool, that's it. All right, let's go to, uh, to the next questions. So Ra says, uh, not Ra, Don says, how were these stone heads constructed? We kind of know already this answer. These were constructed by thought after a scanning of the deep mind, the trunk of mind tree looking at the images most likely to cause the experience of awe in the viewer. So really quick, that this is what I was going to mention. I thought it was like further ahead, but this is it. Um, these, they were construct, constructed by thought, just like the pyramids, it seems. And this was after scanning the deep mind, the trunk of mind tree, which kind of gave them a, an image of what say the primitive people uh, 70,000 years ago or whenever this was built, it was 50 something thousand years ago, um, in the first cycle, the first major cycle, um, they, they were susceptible to this type of image to create the, the illusion of power or the idea of power. And the Orion group scanned what was the appropriate image to provide them so they can, they can see them like that. A good example would be right now, if we find something like this, we would be probably, well, a lot less impressed than the, the people back then. And we would just say like, well, it's an amateur, you know, uh, sculpture. <laughs> so um, it, it really, I guess it changes the way uh, as humans evolve and the, uh, the different souls and incarnations, they start bringing, of course, a lot more knowledge and they, they have to devise more uh, trickier ways to to um, to further push us towards the service to self path, which now we can see that have been very very creative. So, all right, that's all I got there. But I thought it was cool to show that the Orion Group actually scanned the people's mind back then to create the best image possible to influence them in the negative path or service to self path. All right, next question, thirty four, and Don says. 
Well then, did Orion entities do this themselves? Did they land in physical or did they do it from mental planes? Or did they use one of the incarnate entities to construct these by thought? Process, nearly all of these structures and formations were constructed at a distance by thought. Very few were created in later times in imitation of original construct by entities upon your earth plane density. So yeah, they were constructed um, pretty simple by a distance and there was no need to incarnate here or come here with any sort of... Uh, it seems very primitive to do for uh, for advanced uh, or interdimensional beings to do it. There's nothing too important and, I mean, intricate, I would say, uh, about creating this by thought. I would say that the pyramids, of course, might have been needed, like Ra obviously incarnated here, uh, but these stones, they seem pretty basic. I would suppose that's just like, they were uh, delegated to, to the lowest uh, people or entities in four density, which is where the Orion group mostly comes from. So, and there were others created by us humans in imitation of it. So I suppose the influence was just to say, wow, very creative. I want to make my own. And it actually, um, uh, influence artists to create their own stones at a later time, so I thought that was cool. Alright, let's go on with the next question that we have. And Don says, what density Orion entity did the creation of these heads? I should ask, say this question again. What density Orion entity did the creation of these heads? Alright, sounds weird. Ron says, the fourth density, the density of love or understanding, was the density of the particular entity which offered this possibility to those of your first major cycle. Don says, you use the same nomenclature for four density negative as four four density positive. Both are called the dimension of love or understanding. Is this correct? Ron says, this is correct. Love and understanding, whether it be of self or of self towards other self is one. So, um, Don is asking where do these entities come from in the Orion group that did this, like I said, four density, and then um, they say four density, love and understanding, uh, the density of love and understanding, and then Don says, you say the same thing. Um, I suppose at this point it was kind of, you know, strange that we were talking about love of the negative path, but of course, Ra explains that it's the same love. It's either you open the heart to others or you close the heart for yourself, and that's uh, totally acceptable in our evolution as souls and spirits and so on. So, uh, just a pretty cool clarification there too. All right, Don says now. Now, what was the approximate uh, date in years past of the construction of these heads? Ross says, this approximately was 60,000 of your years in the past time space of your continuum. So exactly, yeah, 60,000. What structures were built in South America, Don says. Ross says, in this location were fashioned some characteristic statues, some formations of what you call rock, and some formations involving rock and earth. Don, very perceptive, says, were the lines that Nazca included in this? Ra says, this is correct. Don further inquires, since this can only be seen from an altitude, of what benefit was this? Ra says, the formations were of benefit because charged with, of, charged with energy of power. 
Okay, so <laughs> let me make a pause here. Um, so the Nazca lines in Peru can only be seen from an, uh, an aerial point of view, as you can see in the beautiful images that I have shared here in the video. And the, this, uh, this obviously brings Don to ask, how can this be of influence of power if they can only be seen uh, at an altitude? Um, and Ra is saying, uh, very naive, of course, of the idea of the question. We're going to get into that uh, because Don keeps being confused uh, with this. And they said the formations were of benefit because of charge of energy of power. Now this, um, I, I guess there's something also in, in at the time that there was a power. And that's why I wanted to make an emphasis here that could be felt by the uh, primitive uh, people in in 60,000 years ago or so and they would see this as, um, as something not only see it but feel it as they went there and they could maybe be charged with this with this power this energy of power and um, polarize them or influence them towards the service to self path and but the question that Don really wanted to ask was this one when he says I'm a little confused. These lines at NASCAR are hardly understandable for an entity walking on the surface. He cannot see anything but a disruption of the surface. However, if you go up to a high altitude, you can see the patterns. How was it of benefit to the entities walking on the surface? And now Ra explains. At the remove of the amount of time space, which is now your present, it is difficult to perceive that at the time space 60,000 years ago, the earth was formed in such a way as to be visibly arranged in powerful structural designs from the vantage point of distant hills. So that's it. That's the mystery. <laughs> there were hills around that could uh, create a vantage point. Very uh, beautiful for the entities to see from afar these lines created. And of course, this would have the same power. It's almost like the crop circles that we see today. Uh, very similar actually, but uh, the crop circles are, you know, they're pretty um, uh, not disposable. They are, uh, they're easily broken down and they don't last too long. Whereas these ones have been going on for 60,000 years or so. So um, that's, that's the reason, that's the mystery why they were um, <laughs> at, at our time now. It's not, it's not easy to see them from, uh, from surface level. But I guess, you know, the changes on Earth, which have been 60,000 years, they changed the topography of the Earth. And now we just can't see them that way. We just have to fly. So, all right, next question. One of the last ones, too. Don says, in other words, at that time, there were hills overlooking these lines. And Ross says, the entire smoothness, as you see this area now, was built up in many places in hills. The time space... Uh, continuum has proceeded with wind and weather, as you would say, to erode to a great extent both the somewhat formidable structures of Earth design at that time and the nature of the surrounding countryside. The last question Don says is, I think I understand then. Then these lines are just the faint traces of what used to be there. Ross says, this is correct. So. Again, this last part was just to finish up session 20. Uh, everything is pretty self-explanatory. I just expanded on uh, a couple of things that I thought it was uh, noteworthy. And those were how they scanned the mind of the primitive 
entities back 60,000 years ago. I can see now 60,000, not 50 something. And they created this, the structures to create an influence. One of the few things I can conclude of this is the complexity of the mind right now. And this is something that is practical for us right now to see how our minds, and this is something we can definitely extrapolate from, from this, is that the complexity of our minds have changed over time, over these thousands of years, not only by the evolution or uh, I would say genetic modification that they have done over time, uh, but also um, the lifespan reduction, which we talked about, and we'll talk further in, uh, in, in, in the next sessions, but that reduction in lifespan also created the possibility of us having a, uh, shall we say, uh, programming of the mind. Um, so it's, it, we can make use of catalysts a lot more efficiently. So the reason why I'm saying this is because we, we would think or we, are, we would be inclined to compare ourselves to the uh, original entities that started this first cycle or this first or this one third density master cycle. And as comparing to them, we know that we have advanced a lot in our ways to perceive reality in uh, in contrast with what they uh, what they used to that's the purpose of third density to improve that perception of reality so we can create uh, use for that abstract thought that we are now uh, newly using in in first density so we can start exploring those um, unusable th uh, thoughts for uh, sharing companionship love uh, dependency and so on that creates that opening of the heart which is really what's the purpose of third density to go into fourth density so again just to recap my conclusion here is to say that the complexity of our minds are already at a point where uh, even Ross said in previous sessions and we're talking about uh, 11,000 years ago or so the the body uh, the mind body spirit complex right now is appropriate to do the same work as the pyramids did in the past so that's how much we have evolved at a uh, at a complex level of the human body and the mind and it's um it's a good thing to know because we can see the potential that we have for for this um exploring of the soul i want to say uh, ascension process could be too, uh, but just the exploring path of understanding the self and so on. So, all right, I hope that conclusion helps out even a little bit. We're exploring some history here that is uh, maybe not that relevant to us right now, but with that little conclusion, that's what I, I kind of gather of this. Hope it makes sense again. And that's it. Next session will be 21 and we're going to divide it possibly into two or three videos again. And we're going to explore uh, some new things there, but we're still going to be within the context of the uh, the first couple of cycles as we keep exploring this. And we're coming actually to the end of the first book in the Law of One series. So thank you for watching. I'll see you next week on session 21, first video, part one.